Welcome in to the Sports Buzz Podcast, a uh, service of WKYT TV. Remember, you can get all these podcasts wherever you get your podcasts at uh, iTunes, uh, Audio Boom, SoundCloud. Uh, we're over here at the UK Training Center getting ready for the start of football season. And really, just I'm tickled that Cash Daniel is here with us and is taking some time. People, I, I get this all the time, and you guys are always working. People say, oh, it's the off season. What are you doing? It, there's never an off season for you, is there? No, no, there is. Uh, there's no such thing as an off season. No, what we do uh, to compete at this level, you know, it requires, you know, 365 days, you know, year round. Sure. Talk about what it is that you do. I mean, I know coaches want you in certain places during the summer and everything, but I mean, if, if you want to be the kind of player that you have become and still want to be, it's on you in terms of making sure you're in, getting the work in and all that stuff, right? Absolutely. Uh, at the end of the day, it all falls on, you know, what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And uh, Coach Stoops uh, and Jacob Tammy actually was the one who introduced uh, this saying to us when he came and talked to us uh, last summer. Uh, he talked about being a pro and what that actually meant. And uh, you know, I think it really hit home, you know, with a bunch of guys, especially, you know, guys last year that were obviously NFL prospects that, you know, they're getting ready to go to the league and everything like that. But also, you know, the guys that are just here, maybe freshmen, sophomores, or juniors, and it really made an impact on me. He said, you're responsible for your own outcome. You're personally responsible for your own outcome. That's what he described as being a pro was, P-R-O, personally responsible for, right. for your own outcome. And uh, Coach Stoops, you know, uh, he, he grabbed onto that and uh, – Thankfully, you know, Jacob didn't trademark it or anything, so we're, we're allowed to use it. <laughs> but so, you, you can do it now, right? <laughs> Coach Lewis uses it pretty, he uses it pretty frequently. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a message. You know, it's simple, but, you know, it, it gets the message across. So um, to maintain, um, you know, what you want to be, uh, the player you want to become, and also, you know, the person you want to become, you know, really comes with hard work as well. And the way you put that in is, you know, staying grinding. And, uh, you know, you t obviously – I would say don't don't take any days off, but obviously you got to have your rest days. But right, um, you know, if, if you want to, you know, be successful, you know, and uh, and get to that next level, obviously, you know, you're there's somebody, and my dad would always tell me this, and I'm and I'm very thankful that you know he was always like this, you know, with me. He said there's, you no, know, there's always some, there's some kid out there, you know, that's just as equally, if not better than you, that's mm -hmm. just as hard, if not harder than you are. So that's, I'm I'm, I'm almost like scared that somebody's outworking me. I'm, I mean, seriously, it's like you now. You know, people know who you are, not only because of your play, but because of your personality and things like that. Mm -hmm. And there's some dude at some SEC school or, or some non-conference school that is saying, that is putting his whole summer around, I'm going to show Cash Daniel what this is all about. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's probably some running backs, you know, quarterbacks, offensive linemen, uh, tight ends that are, you know, are saying the same thing. Um, you know, and, and, and I know that, and I, and, and I think about stuff like that, and I know that not only are they thinking about me, but they're thinking about this team, and they're thinking about, you know, we're, they're pretty upset. And I, and I imagine that, you know, some of these teams are pretty upset, you know, we came in and beat them last year. And uh, so, you know, they're not, there's not going to be, you know, good feelings, you know, toward anybody we play this year because of, you know, what we did in the season before. But, um, yeah, so uh, – I imagine that there's a lot of people out there that's gunning for us, and you know we got to be prepared to uh, take the battle and you know hit them right back. Now, you know I've never been out in a boat fishing with you and everything, but just what I see and everything. I mean, you're not a guy that seems to me that would be motivated by fear. I mean, I I see you as a guy that's I I hate to use my southern roots here, but not afraid of nothing or nobody. Right. Um, fear. Uh, that's a it's it's a it's a uh, it's a four-letter word, but 
it's a big word if you think about it. Not just in football, but you know, out in life in general. And I, and I look at fear uh, almost as like an illness or a sickness that that it's only up to you to get rid of. And you know, a lot of people really don't know this, but before I was, uh, you know, doing this and the way I do it, uh, there was sometimes where I was scared, you know, to play football. Come on. I ain't kidding. Uh, I mean, I would, uh, because I, because I was always the bigger kid in my class. Right. So I always played up. Right. I always played against kids that were two, three years older than me. And so I was out, I mean, I was out there. I remember I was, I was in fourth grade and I played a seventh grade game. And, oh my gosh. And the kid had, I was like five foot two, five, three, maybe. And this kid was like six one, long hair, had a mustache, and my granddad was like, "Well, he probably drove the bus to the game." <laughs> and stuff like that. And, but yeah, I mean, and uh, but at the same time, um, I used that fear as a kid, you know, of to turn into something that of a fear of failing almost, not a fear of people, but a fear of failing. And once I got over that hump, you know, as a little kid. You know, it was it was over with at that point from the standpoint of being afraid on the football field or really afraid of anything, you know, outside of football other than, you know, um, you know, per, like, you know, some personal issues. Sure. Like that. But just fear in general, um, it drives people. And I'm one of those people that I'm I'm afraid that somebody's outworking me and I don't want to be outworked. I'm afraid that somebody's studying their playbook harder than I am. I'm afraid that somebody's out doing extra drills and I more than I am, and but I'm but I'm cautious about it. You know, I'm not right. out, out working myself to where, you know, I'm not getting any recovery. and I'm only hurting myself. I get my recovery. Uh, it's just as important as your training. But uh, so yeah, I, I thrive. I, I drive and I thrive off of uh, off fear. Okay, so now now you've opened a, a door up about that in terms of the fear and everything. Okay, so let's say it's still there. I mean, like, if, if, if I saw you, I mean, I'm thinking if I see 10 guys in a line, in about two seconds, you're the guy that I know I immediately do not want to mess with. Now, is, is that part of the persona that you kind of project out there uh, that is another weapon you've got in the holster against fear? That's a pretty deep question. I mean, uh, I believe that if you ask, you know, any – especially defensive players and I go back to my favorite defensive player of all time is Brian Dawkins and uh, he was known as Weapon X mm -hmm. and he actually had two lockers he had Brian Dawkins locker <laughs> and then he had Weapon X's locker <laughs> and he would always talk and, I, and, I've, and I've watched this one ESPN cut up that's like nine minutes long on YouTube ever since I was in sixth grade I've watched the Weapon X tribute highlight video when he was at the Eagles a thousand times there's a music video that, uh, who's that rapper? He was in uh, this, this shark movie. I can't remember. Yeah, asking the wrong. LL Cool J. Asking the wrong guy about a rapper. There's a song about LL Cool J that he did. It's called It's Time for War or something like that. And I'd always listen to that before a football game. It was nothing but Brian Dawkins highlights and him just talking. And I watched the football life on him, and I just, and it's scary of how, you know, the way he thinks, and that's the how, that's the way kind of like how I think about. Uh, going about things is that when he created that alter ego, that Weapon X, is that you know that nothing can stop him. You know that he's just you know this becomes almost not human. That he's just a completely different being at, at times. And he, the way he came out of the tunnel 
that he was like, you know, a, a caged animal. You know, he just came out with so much, you know, ferocious, ferocious yes. uh, uh, energy and just passion, and it's maintained that the entire game. And that's how he played that. He he was he's a perfect example of you can be a really good man off the field, but he's a really good, you know, quiet Christian man off the field. Right. Re- listen to him talk. And he doesn't curse, doesn't curse on the field. But when he's on that field, he's, he's going to act like a maniac and he's going to hit somebody real hard. And I, and, and I think that that going into that mode, if you got that, that zone you can go into, there's a lot of positive that can come out of that. And that's sure. what I think that I created a persona for me to where, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm here and it's time to go to work, I flip that switch, you know, and it's time to go to work. And I love being here. I, I feed off my teammates. I love being with my teammates, you know. And I told them the other day, I was like, I was like, this is the the best part of my day is out there, you know, busting my tail with y'all, even though we're out there dying. Sure. You know, Coach Ed's out there, you know, doing his job of, you know, getting us in good shape. Right. Uh, that's the most fun I have, you know, during my day is going out there and feeding off my teammates' energy, you know, building each other up, you know, you know, getting fired up, you know, when things are tough and pushing through that stuff. It's just and and you hear about a lot of guys talk about this a lot is that you know it's when they look back like on championship teams they look back at the journey not so much the game. Yep. And a part of that you know is with summer workouts and pushing through these tough workouts with each other because you know it's hot you know it's uh, you know you're running you know twelve gas or twelve hills when you know should you should have been done two reps ago right the rest what your body's telling you anyways but you just push through each other and. Uh, you know, and when you do that, you know, that builds a lot of camaraderie and it builds a lot of team chemistry that you could take into training camp, build that within not only just the defensive side of the ball, but the offensive side of the ball, special teams, get everybody, you know, on uh, on one movement as a, as a team, set for one goal. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a recipe, you know, for success. Sure. When, when you go through all of that stuff and you're doing that and you got that persona, okay, so you're trying to overcome, you've got to have somebody that you're out working. Sometimes when you're trying to put yourself in an underdog role like that, guys aren't necessarily also good leaders. How is it that you have been able to do both? Uh, you know, the way I look at it is that um, I'm very fortunate to be where I'm at. And, uh, and I was actually talking about this with my dad today, and, and I'm not going to get into it, but I saw where, you know, we were, ESPN had us, you know, and I'm not going to talk about, you know, projections. I know everybody's already had their fun with that, what I said earlier, but. Uh, but you've already seen the bulletin board material. Yeah, I've already seen where we, where we have a 1% chance to win the East. And some dude had us, uh, had us number six in, in the SEC East above Bandy. And, uh. You know, and my dad was sitting there talking about it, and we were talking about it. I was like, 1%. I was like, you kidding me? And he was like, well, think, I was like, it was, well, think about it, man. He said, that's, that's been your whole life. And he said, you know, you had 1% chance of making it out of Eastern Kentucky. You had a 1% <laughs> chance of getting a full-ride scholarship to, the, to where you're at. You had a 1% chance of doing everything you're doing right now. When you got to college, you had a 1% chance of becoming a starter. You had a 1% chance of doing everything. So... He told me to use that, and I was like, "Wow, you put you put really put that in perspective." So, um, you know, using that persona and to get guys um, when they see that, um, you know, it's it's they think it's pretty entertaining, you know, seeing me get fired up and stuff. But, <laughs> but also, 
But also, you know, they I I think you know they know they know me on a personal level because I try to get to know my teammates on not just on a football level but on a personal level because not everybody's the same. Not everybody came from right. the same background. Not everybody you know came from you know the same upbringing and stuff like that. So you got to go your different ways about guys, and you got to get to know them, what they like, what they don't like, how they react to this, how they react to that. You know, what's their favorite teams? This, this, and that. Just so you can have that small talk engage, sure, to build up a camaraderie as friends in the locker room to say, okay, if this guy's, you know, he's good on it to me, you know, off the field, you know, and he's busting his butt out there on the field, and we see him, you know, doing this, this, and that, you know, and then I think that ultimately becomes a, hey, you know, maybe you know this is a guy that you know we believe in, and uh, you know it can take us to where we want to be. Those dang guys. I mean, I know you're still getting it with the young guys, but the guys who are here, they've shown it. I mean, absolutely. dudes will absolutely go to war with you. That has to be an incredible feeling that knowing no matter what's going on, what the score is, whether you're right or wrong, dudes are going to have your back because it's your back. It go, And it goes further than that. It, it even goes off the field. I know, like, everybody knows that, that on Saturdays or whenever we play, that I'm going to give everything that I have that's in, in my spirit, mind, and body uh, on that football field, you know, for those guys next to me and those guys on the sideline, for my coaches and everybody involved. And with me and, I, and with me being – and I, and I really don't think about this a lot, but I think deep down and it's kind of like a, a self-conscious thing that I think that with me being from Kentucky, with me being at my home state school, that kind of drives me even more, mm-hmm. you know, to push to be where I'm at, to try to get guys to come with me and bring guys up because this means a lot to me. This is my state. This is my this is my school, and you know, this is uh, every kid's every little kid's dream in the state in the state of Kentucky. You know, um, unless they're a red team fan, then uh, is to play at the University of Kentucky if they're you know if they if they love sports, right, and. Uh, so for me to be able to do this, first of all, is just like I said, it's it's a blessing and uh, it's an honor to be here. So um, I take that personal to where I'm, I'm not going to take this for granted, and to where because I know that this stuff it, it can be over like that, and I want to be able to bring guys with me. So whenever I'm gone, hopefully, you know they they grab something from me sure. that they can take on and help build and help coach Dukes, you know build this program even further that's what i want to take away from it honestly sure is that when i leave this place is that i want to leave it in a better place than what i found it and i want to leave it in the hands of good people and good guys that i know that i can trust that i know that will take this program to where it wants to be my motivation always comes simple the fact that i do this i do this for myself i do this for my state i do this for my family and I do this for every kid that wishes he could do this and be in my shoes. Sure. I do this for kids that, you know, that had the, had had the talent, that had the talent, but, you know, they messed up, you know, in life or something happened. Maybe they didn't have the grades. Maybe they didn't have to do this. For the people that would kill to be in my shoes. Mm-hmm. That's my motivation. For little kids that would kill to be in my shoes. For some kids that, unfortunately, due to, you know, some circumstances will never be able to play right. the game of football. That's that's my motivation. That's why I get up every morning. That's why I kill myself to be the best. That's why that's why I, I, I paranoid myself about 
about being out work. That's why I do. That's why I do extra stuff. That's why I'm always in the film room. That's why I'm always in the weight room. That's why I'm always on the practice field. I'm always getting treatment. Always doing extra rehab, doing stuff like that, just to make sure I can be the best that I can be. To so come on Saturday, I can go out there and perform at the level that Coach Stoops and Coach Summerall has prepared me to be. Sure. Where did the name Cash come from? Uh, that's uh, that's a question you have to ask for my mom and dad. I've I've heard different. What what are what are some of the stories? Uh, I've heard Cassius Clay. Um, my mom said that my cousin Scott was supposed to be named Cash, and then she didn't use it, and so my mom liked it, so she used it. That sounds more reasonable. That sounds more. <laughs> that sounds more. That sounds more realistic. Um, my my folks are from Eastern Kentucky. I was thinking Cassius Big Bargain Barn in South no, Lebanon, Ohio. No, no, no. and then. Uh, <laughs> I think my dad keeps trying to tell me there was some like Mexican, there's some famous uh, like uh, ancient Mexican king or something that was named King Cassius or something like that. There, there you go. I'm not sure. And you're not buying any of it. I mean, I, I would sit there and say, yeah, it's a cool name. You all spelled it different, but it's all good. Is it the full name? No, it's just Cash. It's just Cash. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you don't want to think about your football career being over, but I mean. You could probably make a lot of money in in professional wrestling. Have you uh, have you done any research on this yet, or anything, or thought about that? Or I mean, it's not a it's not a thing you really got to do research on. But I mean, it's uh, obviously yeah. I mean, with the, with the uh, the persona that I yes say on the field, you know, obviously there's a lot of that's just raw emotion, and like I said, that's my alter ego. That's where I go to. But but, but Cash, it's really good. I mean, you're too young to remember this. But the macho man, Randy Savage, used to come out to the TV station every Friday morning and edit his show. And he'd come up the steps every Friday morning and go, hey, Dave, anybody using the edit bay? And and the dude was just, it it reminds me so much of you because he could get that persona going. And then when we saw him out on the road, even after he became big, there were people like in production jobs at the station, you know, people that didn't have big jobs, but it helped him along the way. And he always asked about those people. He always asks about those people, and you strike me as that same kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, Macho Man was obviously, you know, one of the greats, and uh, you know, with only not his personality, you know, in the ring, but off and outside the ring, you know, was uh, you know was spectacular. To your favorite? Uh, that's old school. That's that's. I mean, I, he's up there, but you know, I think everybody knows know know who my favorite is, but uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And when and when did you? get this connection with with stone cold i mean i, I was just a, ever since i was a kid you know uh waking up on uh, saturday mornings and oh yeah replays of it from the night before and uh watching monday night raw but that was like when wrestling was like wrestling real like, wrestling like country music was country music yeah that's like when you're that's that's when your parents uh had to like make sure you weren't watching wrestling <laughs> I make wrestling fun again. So. It, it was it was like uh, I think it was like last week was like the twentieth or twenty fifth anniversary mm-hmm. of Hell in a Cell, and I was watch I went back to re- rewatch a documentary on that, and apparently Vince McMahon goes in the locker room after the match and says to mankind, "said I'm glad you're okay, but I never want to see that again." Oh, when I'm on Taker threw him off the uh, off the top of the cage. Yeah, that was off the top of the cage and I through the cage. I, yeah, and through the cage and through the mat. Yes, he went. He went through the ring too. I don't. Mick Foley, man, I'm telling you, that dude right there is the toughest SOB alive. Has to be. Has to be. Just to see what his body has went through and him to be able to still somehow walk. 
They, they had an interview with The Undertaker, and he said he thought he saw a snot bubble under his nose, and it was one of his upper teeth that had gone through his lip. Can you imagine? I bet the WWE's got a really good waiver pro, waiver to sign with that. <laughs> the, the lawyers are making all the money, right? Oh, yeah. That's a, uh, God, that'd be scary. Oh, boy. Uh, listen, I've got to ask uh, about the hair. It's the first time I've seen it. Oh yeah, I'm not hating. I just wish I could do it, but it's it's getting there, man. It's getting long. Uh, where? How far are you trying to get? Or will you have to cut it before camp opens? No, I'm not optional. It. You're no, not cutting no, it. I'm not cutting it. I told. Uh, I made a bet with Logan Stenberg in November of my sophomore year. I think it was November 12th. And because me and him have had this thing with hair, where you know we try to grow ours out, and we get to that awkward stage, and we cut it, and we're like, all right, I'm not cutting mine for real. And I bet Logan that I wouldn't cut it for a year. And I was like, well, I'm already at a year. I might as well just keep going. Um, so, I mean, I, I kind of like it. I can put it up in this, this, you know, this little half bun. It's not a, it's not a full bun. It's like a bunette. Yeah, it's it's very Jon Snowish, if you want to <laughs> So, uh, that's what I'm going for. And, and so you're just going to go with it. Now, is he can... Although, no, I, I do in no shape, form, or fashion look anywhere like Kit Harrington, but, you know. But I think I could act like. It. There's no question you could, but you're going to go with it for as long he as. Up, man, he should have married that woman. I know. You know that's the thing about like if you go into broadcasting, which you'd be really good at too. It's always good to make and easier to make decisions about everybody else's life than it is oh, your yeah. own when you're going through it, right? He's so sad, man. He had to stab his wife right there. He had to stab his wife. Wow. Uh, a couple of more uh, things. Uh, Everybody knows about your love of uh, fishing. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it is just so out of persona for you. Is that why you like it? So, I, I would have fashioned you as being a hunter instead of a fisher. I mean, I hunt too. I'm not a I'm not a big deer hunter like I used to be when I was a kid because that's what you'd always see on TV. All you do is sit. Yeah, and you sit there and stuff. So I would like my dad. You know, he squirrel hunted. I think you know that's about all he did. But he was he was the bass fisherman. And, and yeah. I'm so glad you know he was able to you know to introduce me to that and teach me it. But uh, I like to turkey hunt, man. Turkey hunt is probably one of my favorite things to do. That duck hunt, and uh, I've never been duck hunting. Always wanted to go. So not too many places to go around it's, here. It's the easiest thing in the world. You sit really? there. You sit there in a duck blind. Mm -hmm. Have a guy bring a uh, propane heater, uh, <laughs> skillet, fry up some eggs. Sit there and play with duck calls, and then to say, "Here they come!" Pull up and shoot them. Have the dog go out and get them. How about that? But um, are you good at the duck calls? I mean, I, I honestly, I, I don't. I just try to listen to what you know. Willie and all those dudes from Duck Commander do on TV. and Right. Uh, I mean, I'm not obviously not as good at them. I just think I'm just out there playing around with it, and hopefully it won't come to it. But usually my buddies are pretty good at it. Sure. Um, but, yeah, fishing, you know, for, for me, it, it definitely is, you know, opposite, the complete opposite, you know, of, of my persona on the field and who I, who I am on the field. But I'm still competitive at it. I mean, I'm a, I'm, I compete in almost everything I do off the field. And sometimes I'm sitting there going, why are you competing? In it? Like, why, why are you making this a competition? What, what else besides fishing do you compete in? It could be anything. We could mean you could be, mean you could be cleaning the house. <laughs> and, and, you, and you said that I'm going to clean the kitchen. And I said, I'm going to clean the bedroom. I'd be daggone if, you're, if, that, if that kitchen's going to be cleaner in my room. <laughs> So, have you always been like that? Yeah, I, I just, I just, I just competed everything, and you know, and, and uh, you know, sometimes it, it gets hurts people's feelings. Why are you competing? I'm like, well, 
Sorry, it's just who I am. So you would never be the guy who gives out the participation trophies? I don't believe in participation trophies. I don't even wear, and, and this isn't a, a knock to uh, the ring or, you know, the team or anything like that, but I don't I don't wear my uh, tax slayer bull ring. I don't wear it. I don't, we didn't, we got to a bowl game, and that was, you know, a, a stepping stone for this program. Sure. You know, didn't have been to a program, I've been to a bowl game in five years, but. You know, that was my first bowl game, and that was my first year. So we went there and we did all that, and we didn't win it. So I don't, I don't even wear. It. I, I gave it to I gave it to my mom and told her to put it in her safe deposit box. Really? So she has it, but I, I proudly wear that citrus bowl ring. I tell you that I, I, I wear it, I, I wear that thing around <laughs> almost every chance I get. I'm making sure everybody sees that rock. I, I mean, I know that that makes you happy and everything, but it's certainly not satisfied and we talked a little bit about expectations and everything i mean for people that haven't seen this team yet and and football guys are di i don't know if you agree with this or not football guys are different no, i mean Cal Cal calipari, calipari and those guys will they'll open practice up to everybody but all these football coaches are afraid that somebody's going to get a formation or a look so we haven't had a chance to see so what have you seen from this team that excites you about this year the thing that you know that excites me about this year is that you know, of the group of guys that we have, that everybody talked about, you know, how all the great guys we lost and no, no disrespect to any of those guys uh, out there that, that, you know, that graduated because they're obviously great players off playing, all playing in the NFL. And, uh, but, you know, that the fact that, you know, we, we have, you know, players that can step up and be just as good, if not better than the guys that we just had. Sure. And, uh, and they, and they, we believe that and that's how we work. And, you know, the work ethic that I've seen out of this group, not just my group, but, you know, the group uh, before us, the group after us, uh, you know, you hear, no, you hear nothing but good things from Coach Ed and Coach Hill when you go and talk to them. And, uh, you know, the way we prepare with, uh, with somehow uh, during, uh, during the uh, – when the coaches would leave, I would organize almost like a, like a player's ramp practice almost right. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We would do individual drill for about 10, 15 minutes. Uh, then we come together and play seven on seven, and uh, and that'd be it. And then uh, so, um, for that to be able to see out of this team that you know they're willing to come in when they're not required to. Coach Stoops right. said, Coach Stoops can't make us come in and do this. I'm saying, hey, we need to do this because if both sides of the ball in those installs one through five by the time camp starts, we're five steps ahead. We're five steps ahead of where we would be. If then by that time there's no. We've already got the corrections out of the way in the summer. Right. That allows us to play faster, and if we play faster, you know, we play, you know, a lot looser. When we play loose, we win ball games. Two final things. What's the one thing you haven't done in life, football or otherwise, that you want to do? Well, in football, I want to catch an interception. That'd be one thing I do in a college game before I graduate. I can't remember. Have you had one and dropped it or anything like that? I had or? that one against Middle Tennessee State. That's right. And I still, to this day. I could not think about it daily. I had that stupid uh, thing on my hand. To cover the, the back of it. Yeah, the pad. The, the, the clamshell. And it was hard, like right in the middle of my palm. And I was going for it like this, not thinking, oh, you have a hard surface in your hand. <laughs> it might bounce. And I go to get it like a normal, like a football player. Yes. Would. Actually, I should have went up. You know what? I should have went up and got it near like a receiver would, you know, on a, on a Go Go on to the nose of the football. I should have got yeah. it. But I tried to let it come, you know, in the bread basket. Yeah. But the bread basket went to receiving, and it bounced it right back out. So it's actually Madalino's fault. 
I mean, if he puts you in that thing, right, he's got he's to wear it, right? I mean, Jim just doing his job protecting my hand. So I, I, and uh, him and Dr. Johnson, you know, did a great job, you know, with that all year. So I can't put that on Jim. I have to put that on, you know, on, on cash money for that one. Is there anybody with less bedside manner than Dr. Johnson? Me and Dr. Johnson, me and him get along. <laughs> I, I do too. So, I want to hear about this. So easy because we both can shoot the bull with each other. In like a like a serious slash, like slash sarcastic way, where we both he's get the it. most sarcastic yeah, man in the like, world. We're like we both get it, and uh, oh, it's hilarious. Me and Doctor Johnson, we have some good times, especially when, when, especially when he's shooting me up before games. Oh, stop it! <laughs> when, when when I popped my Achilles, he convinced me to get an epidural so I could stay awake and watch him work. And so he says to me, "You can go home as soon as you can walk on your crutches," and the surgery's over at like 11 a.m., and I'm sitting in a lazy boy at 7 p.m. thinking I ain't ever going to feel anything south of the border again. And every time I see him, I still... But, but he would want somebody to watch his work. Absolutely. He would. He's, uh, he's a character, man. Last thing. What, what would be the most surprising thing about you that people don't know? That my persona on the field is the complete opposite off the field. I'm not the the head banging uh, psycho you see on the field. I guess that's the best way to put it. Uh, and people, I think I have this, you know, like Stone Cold Steve Austin persona. I don't even drink, so uh, that's one thing I don't do. And uh, so, I mean, what they see on the football field, like that's that's great, but that's not you know who I am and what I do off the field. So, so you don't drink it, you can still have a good time? I don't really like to go out that much, but yeah. I've I got can. daughters on campus I'd like you to convey that to if that's the, if that's the case. Can, uh, I can, try, can, can I, I make you a consultant? I can try, but I don't know if uh, that might not work. But, uh, yeah, for me, I, I think that, um, and, and like I, when I was younger, you know, um, I did drink obviously and things like that, but um, I had, you know, when I was uh, coming to Jesus meeting with myself, I was like, well, right. what do you want to do with, with your life? You know, you have this opportunity, you know, that kids would kill for. Uh, what path are you going to go down? You want to be all SEC in beer drinking? You want to be all SEC as a linebacker? And so a couple things had to go. A couple things had to change. One of them being uh, alcohol was completely out of my diet. Uh, another thing being uh, getting a lot of good sleep, uh, you know, and just, you know, staying well rested, you know, with your mind and your body. And, uh, you know, that's helped me out a lot. Dude, I know how much stuff you're going on. I, this has been about the most fun 30 minutes I've had in about 35 years around here. I, I really appreciate you yeah, taking man, time no, to bro, do this it. This is my first podcast, man. So really? awesome. Hopefully one day I'll be on Joe Rogan and I'll mention I'll mention I'm meeting you. Thanks. I, I appreciate it. Maybe Slacks would let us do it on a weekly bet. Could yeah. you imagine a Slacks podcast? Oh, uh, okay. That'd be pretty funny. Oh, that would be no holes barred right there. Maybe I'll just mention it on Big Cat and PFT. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> that's I'm, I'm right. <laughs> Exactly. This is the Sports Buzz Podcast, a presentation of WKYT. You can get all of our podcasts at WKYT.com on uh, iTunes, Audio Cloud, uh, Audio Boom, and SoundCloud. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you next time.